to welcome you to the Alan Smith Sunday School Podcast. I look forward to seeing you very soon. Kathy and I both do. The church will be opening back up today. The first service starts at 9. The second service will be at 11. Uh, there'll be, it'll be on, camp, on campus ministry, and it's by reservation only. Hope you've made your reservations for Liberty Baptist Church. The venues will be open, that will be open will be the worship center and the east venue. I want you to know Kathy and I miss seeing you and can't wait to get back to Sunday school. If you have any needs, um, please call or let Kathy or I know. And we will continue to pray for each and every one of you, for our leaders and for our country. I'd like today to say that we also want to pray not only for our country in this time of civil unrest, social injustice, and moral injustice. We, we also need to pray for spiritual awakening. So please get ready to uh, study God's word. Get your Bibles out and let's open God's word. But let's first start with prayer. Dear Lord in heaven, we thank you for this day. And Lord, what a beautiful sunshine you've given us today. Lord, I thank you for the warmth we feel from the sun. And Lord, from the warmth we feel from your son. Lord, I thank you that you love us enough, Lord, to have sent your son to us, to die for us, Lord, to take our sins, Lord, to, to show us, Lord, how much you love us. And Lord, I thank you that we get the opportunity to come before your throne of grace. Lord, to bring our petitions, not Lord, not with anxious bodies, but Lord, with just prayer requests, Lord, of our country. Lord, and the social injustice that's being done. Lord, the moral injustice that's being done. Lord, I ask for a spiritual awakening, a revival to break out in our hearts in churches today. Lord, as they're opening back up, Lord, from the COVID-19 virus, Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that we will see you in everything we do. And Lord, as this lesson gets us ready for today, Lord, I pray, Lord, that today's lesson will go out to all the airways, Lord, that you'll be heard, Lord, all over the world, Lord, through every every type of venue that can be given, that your word today, Lord, will go out and everybody will be able to hear it. So, Lord, use this podcast today. Use this time today, Lord. Use uh, your resources today, Lord, that you're in charge of, Lord, and you're in charge of everything. Lord, use your resources, Lord, to get your word out today to everybody. Lord, be with us, Lord, as we go about this uh, podcast. And Lord, use it today to glorify your kingdom and us for your service. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. This morning, this lesson's titled Reach. And we'll start by asking a question as we get ready to do this lesson. And I want you to think about this question and then use it today as you get go through this lesson. How far is your reach? How far are you willing to go to share the gospel and the love of Christ? Christ went to the cross for you and he died for our sins. Are you willing to go throughout wherever God has currently placed you to share what Christ has done for you? When we remember that we're to live to please God and conduct ourselves to reflect God's grace, we're living as a tribute to God. We need to learn to accept our differences through faith, especially in these times, and place those problems at the foot of the cross. And remember, God's already paid for those. We need to let our faithful and obedient lifestyles speak well of God and not continue with sinful attitudes and poor behavior. After all, Revelation 5.9 states, 
There will be believers from every tribe and language, people and nation, and this will compromise the redeemed people of God. The world needs to see our hope and how we build up Christ and the church so that they can see God's glory. Today, we're in Romans 15. If you will get your Bibles, turn to Romans 15, 14, 15, 14 through 16. We're reading verses 14 through 16 today. And this is what King James Version, New King James Version says. Now, I'll, I myself am confident concerning you, my brethren, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able to admonish one another. Nevertheless, brethren, I have written more boldly to you on some points as reminding you because of the grace given to me by God that I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. What's he saying? What's Paul trying to get across to us? Paul's reminding us that as a minister to the Gentiles, that he felt a responsibility for their spiritual warfare and their spiritual welfare. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I also want you to know that we are also responsible for people's spiritual welfare. This brings me back to my question that I started with earlier. How far is your reach? Matthew 9, 37, 38 says, The harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. I want to read that again so you get the main words there. This is Jesus speaking. He says, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. What we need to do today we need to be day laborers working his harvest, sharing the gospel, which requires a team effort. Most churches are a mix of Christians at different levels of spiritual maturity. All of us have areas in which we need to grow. Paul's convinced that the Romans will continue to grow and that they're doctrinally sound, which enables them to adequately instruct each other. Every believer is responsible to encourage and to strengthen other believers with God's word and is divinely equipped to do so. Like Paul, remaining faithful to his calling, we need to stay true to our purpose. We're called on to proclaim the gospel so that those who, are, who respond in obedience might be an acceptable sacrifice to God. Some of you are thinking, I know you are. I don't know what to say. I don't know the Bible well enough, but Matthew 10, 19 and 20 says, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour. What you should speak for, it is not who you speak, but the spirit of your father who speaks in you. It's not, it will be given to you. So what he's saying, we cannot shy away from reminding others of the truthfulness of God's word. Even if they've heard it repeatedly, we have to keep telling people about Christ. Paul speaks of an acceptable offering, which is the Gentiles responding in obedience to the gospel. Please remember that during this time, 
the Gentiles were viewed as unclean by some Jews and are now sanctified by the same Holy Spirit. For the Gentiles to be acceptable to God, the Holy Spirit must produce his sanctifying work in their lives, which brings us to today. We, as, as people of this earth, not of this earth, but on this earth, knowing that we have a purpose in heaven, are we sharing that with everybody we see? Are we sharing the gospel ready to give our lives for the gospel? Let's read verses 17 through 19 and see what else Paul says. Therefore, I have reason to glory in Christ Jesus in the things which pertain to God. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me in word or deed, and to make the Gentiles obedient in mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Holy Spirit, so that from Jerusalem and around to Ilicrum I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. You can tell here God's power was with Paul. Because Paul was preaching and reaching the lost from Jerusalem to Ilicrum. The boundary, which is pro approximately today's Yugoslavia, and it's an area of approximately 1,400 miles. Paul had a right to boast about Christ's work, but not about Paul's work. So we have no right to boast about what we do, but what Christ has done in us. We should never boast about what we've done. But if we boast, boast about Jesus Christ. So which brings me to today. Again, how far is your reach? Are you proclaiming Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Are you living in this world? James 14, James 4, 6, 16 says this. Boasting in one's own achievements is evil. The words, the deeds, the sign, and the wonders that have been performed by the power of God's Spirit Paul was just telling us that he's only God's point man. He's there to carry the gospel of the Gentiles. Any success in his ministry is the work of God through us. He's saying, beware of pride. You don't make the church. God makes the church. You are the church. So you need to be on that mission of making Christ known. Romans 15, 20 and 21 says this. And so I have made it my aim to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build on another man's foundation, but as is written, to whom he was not announced, they shall see, and those who have not heard shall understand. Paul's desire not to build on someone else's foundation relates to his calling to reach those people who have never heard the gospel. During this time in our lives, we've seen the church or the body of Christ, really turn to the internet. We see people using Facebook Live. We see life groups and prayer warriors using Zoom. We have conference calls linking the people to prayer times. We, like this, see people using podcasts to reach the other Christians, and hopefully some non-believers will listen in also. The Word of God is being used in many ways today to share the message of the gospel. Isaiah 52, 15 says, So shall he sprinkle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths at him. For what he has, has not been told them, they shall see. And what they had not heard, they shall consider. God's word never comes back void, but always accomplishes his will. 
Acts 1.8 says this. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. We need to seek ways to engage those who have never heard the name of Jesus Christ with the gospel. Like Paul, we should desire everyone to hear, to understand, and to become fellow disciple makers who would seek the lost. You see, evangelism is not complete until one discipler teaches another person, teaches another person how to dis- discipline and disciple and thus the process can continue. So we have to be a disciple making other disciples. Today, we need to find ways to support each other and other believers that are called by God to reach the unreached people of the world. Verses 22 through 29 read like this. For this reason, I've also been much hindered from coming to you, but now no longer having a place in these parts, and having a great desire these many years to come, whenever I journey to Spain, I shall come to you, for I hope to see you on my journey, and to be helped on my way there by you, if first I may enjoy your company for a while. But now I'm going to Jerusalem to minister to the saints. For it pleased those in Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution to the poor among the saints who are in Jerusalem. It has pleased them indeed, and they are debtors, they are our debtors, For if the Gentiles had partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister to them in material things. Therefore, when I have performed this and have sealed to them this fruit, I shall go by the way of you to Spain. But I know that when I come to you, I shall come in the fullness and the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Paul talks about making plans for going to Rome. Here we learn that Paul's being hindered or prevented by God from going to Rome right now. First, we need to note that Paul's making the plan to go to Rome, but only when God opens that door. Paul's showing us that we can plan for our future endeavors, but we must first be in God's will with our own plan, and then know that God's timing is perfect. We must never allow our plans to get in the way of God's calling on our lives. We were made for him, not the other way around. Therefore, don't get upset when things change beyond your control and just remember that this is God's earth, not yours. We should, we should therefore remember Jesus' prayer and hold on to it when in trouble or in situ- or situations arise. Matthew 6, 9 is Jesus' prayer. He says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debtors as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Pray, but let God alter and control your life. That's what Jesus is letting us know here. Romans 15, 33 reads like this. Now I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me, that I may be delivered from those in Judea who do not believe and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, that I may come to you with joy by the will of God and may be refreshed together with you. 
Now the Lord of peace be with you all. Amen. I want you all to notice that not only did Jesus teach us to pray, but Paul's asking for prayer. And what kind of prayer is he asking for? Let's find out. Paul urged the Roman Christians to strive together with him in prayers to God for me, for him. Paul is asking them to fervently and earnestly pray for him. Why would be a question. Paul is an instrument of God's power, was asking for prayer. And I don't want you to miss this request. We all need prayer. Even though God has ordained your ministry, do not neglect the fact that we all need prayer. Paul knew that Jews had not accepted Christ as the Messiah and therefore would cause him trouble. In fact, Paul had to be rescued by the Roman soldiers from a mob intent on killing him. That's Acts 21, 30-33. Paul had to be taken to Caesarea at night to stop an assassination attempt by Jewish radicals. And if you remember, this is the same Paul that was doing it to others, the other Christians. Paul desired the unity of both Gentiles and Jews within the church. Paul wanted to share spiritual blessings with them and to be encouraged by each other's faith. Remember, some Jews viewed the Gentiles as unclean. Paul knew that when the Jewish believers accepted assistance from the Gentile believers, that would be evidence that they were growing in unity. And that comes home to us today. Today, we need to realize that for us to grow in unity, we need to be sharing and ministering to others in Christ. Our sole purpose should be to make him known wherever we go. We shouldn't worry about this earth. We shouldn't worry about things going on. COVID-19 is a thing of the past in God's memory. But it's not in ours. We live here on this earth, but we should be proclaiming Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Everyone in the body of Christ is called to partner in unity with prayers. Whether physically or financially, we need to be able to share God's desires, our partnership in prayers and our efforts to tell the good news of Christ. So today, we need to pray that God will use you and this podcast to further the kingdom of God. Pray that we'll reach and, tr and stretch ourselves toward the goal of reaching people of all nations and backgrounds for Christ. Pray that God will lead you today on a journey here on this earth where he wants you to go, that he placed you here today for a purpose to make his name known and his work known in your life. You don't have to know the Bible. You just have to know Jesus Christ. And if you know him, you can't help but share him. Today is your day to make him known. Today is your day to get out and get among others, take a walk, get out in the beautiful sunshine, and share Jesus Christ with everybody you meet. It doesn't hurt for them to hear it over and over again. Sometimes it takes that for some of us that are hard-headed. I love you in Christ. Hope you have a great day. Bye.